He is describing the ancient Jewish bridal bath and wedding ceremony. From Paul's point of view, the torture and crucifixion of Jesus on Calvary was nothing less than an expression of spousal love. What are we to make of this mysterious analogy? To be sure, most Christians are familiar with the idea that Christ is the bridegroom and the church is the bride, but what does this really mean? And what would ever possess Paul to think of such a comparison? If you had been there at the foot of the bloody cross, with Jesus hanging there dying, is that how you would have described what was happening? How could a first-century Jew like Paul, who knew how horribly brutal Roman crucifixions were, have ever compared the execution of Jesus to the marriage between a bridegroom and his bride? Is this just an elegant metaphor? If so, why then does Paul refer to it as a great mystery? Greek, musterion mega. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 32. As I hope to show in this book, it is precisely because Paul was Jewish that he saw the passion of Christ in this way. It is precisely because Paul knew Jewish scripture and tradition that he was able to see the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth as more than just a Roman execution, an unjust martyrdom, or even the sacrifice of the Son of God. Because of his Jewish background, Paul saw the passion and death of Christ as the fulfillment of the God of Israel's eternal plan to wed himself to humankind in an everlasting marital covenant. As we will hear in this book from an ancient Jewish perspective in its deepest mystery, all of salvation history is in fact a divine love story between Creator and creature, between God and Israel a story that comes to its climax on the bloody wood of a Roman cross. In order for us to see all of this, however, we will have to go back in time to the first century A.D. and take off our modern eyeglasses and try to see both the love of God and the passion of Jesus the way the Apostle Paul and other ancient Christians saw them, through ancient Jewish eyes. In other words, we will have to go back and reread the accounts of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus in light of ancient Jewish scripture and tradition. When we do this, we will discover that Paul is not the only person who talked this way. In the early stages of Jesus' ministry, John the Baptist, another first-century Jew, refers to Jesus as the bridegroom, John chapter 3, verse 29, even though Jesus has no wife. Later on, in one of his most mysterious parables, Jesus refers to himself as the bridegroom and calls his disciples the sons of the bride chamber. Mark chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. Moreover, the very first miracle Jesus performs takes place at a Jewish wedding, when he acts like a bridegroom by miraculously providing wine for the wedding party. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Most striking of all, the last days of Jesus' life, the Last Supper, the Passion, and His crucifixion and death, when examined through the lens of ancient Jewish scripture and tradition, look mysteriously similar to certain aspects of an ancient Jewish wedding. According to the book of Revelation, 
written by yet another Jewish Christian, the world itself ends with a wedding. The eternal marriage supper of the Lamb and the unveiling of the new Jerusalem as the bride of Christ. Revelation chapters 19 and 21. In other words, when seen through ancient Jewish eyes, Jesus of Nazareth was more than just a teacher or a prophet or even the Messiah. He was the bridegroom God of Israel come in the flesh. As the bridegroom Messiah, His mission was not just to teach the truth or proclaim the kingdom, but to forgive the sinful bride of God and unite Himself to her in an everlasting covenant of love. In the words of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, The Son of God, by becoming incarnate and giving His life, has united to Himself in a certain way all mankind saved by Him. The entire Christian life bears the